0: Both my brother.
1: uh, (laughs) Oh my
2: God. (laughs) Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand up meet. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right. Well, with me today are my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens, matt campisi i'm jerry black let's get into it all right so the quote for today is leaders must always operate with the understanding that they are part of something greater than themselves and their own personal interests it's a good one that is another jocko willinick actually and so i really like that one especially with kind of what we're talking about today which Um, this week we're talking about moving into it leadership. And today we're going to be talking about, um, knowing what you're getting into before you get into this role, like before you decide to go that direction, know what you're getting into. So we're going to give some, uh, advice on that or some things to think about. But before we get into that, let's do a little open source comedy. Uh, Tim, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Hit it. So,
0: (laughs) Got to open the stage. I have a younger brother and I absolutely adore him, but he not, but, but he is autistic and he was born without his left leg. He's an amazing human being. Uh, I think the world of him, but I take every opportunity that I can to abuse him, remind him he's not special, and at times, I question whether or not he's faking it, and I'll tell him that, right? And that's that's, that's my love language back to him. So, all right, with that, my younger brother looks a lot like me, but we're different in that he was born without his left leg. My dad resented him, but not because he was missing his leg, but because... When he turned 14, he chose a white-colored black. <laughs> Both my brother... Uh, my dad, oh, my
1: God. <laughs>
0: this may have created some contention and confusion. Now, what's really cool is the black kids in the neighborhood would rub it for good luck.
1: Because...
0: <laughs> I told him that, hey, your choices would lead to slower run times. Running, and that he probably wouldn't even qualify for the Special Olympics if he continues to wear this white leg. (laughs) Growing up, he was that beacon of hope for bringing together the black and the white kids on the playground. With a simple raising of his pent leg, revealing his pale white prosthetic leg, he instilled hope. In America again. And lastly, this last tag I have is if a cop was tailing us, we'd get our brother to simply swing his leg out the window. <laughs> 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 the cop would pass by and tip his hat. So briefly, before I move on, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time on this, but for our viewers out there. One of the things that the three of us, the four of us, the misfits are working on is joke structure. How do you even begin to write a joke? I read an article last night on a Toastmasters website. And this article is written by a comedian named Dean Lewis. So I certainly want to give him credit. And he breaks down the joke structure of redefining and misdirection so in, a, in another episode i'm gonna cover how i started my joke how i gathered you know basically the storyline and how it went back and punched it up um and i did misdirection with my you know my dad resenting him not because he had a leg but because he chose a wife i leg. so um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it and uh i'm gonna continue to work on that
2: I don't know if you you were uh, not paying oh, attention, but Matt spit out sorry. his coffee, um, and I I think I probably popped a hernia. Yeah. Tim,
1: remind me your your dad's African American, your mom is white, right? Is that where the? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I
0: want to make sure the stage is set right yeah. without getting too wordy. Yeah. But yeah, my brother, and my dad, honest, and it's the truth. They're both darker than me, and. But we this didn't happen but we were so poor growing up we went through a organization called shriners to uh-huh. and that's who provided the prosthetic legs yeah and a lot of times they were donated but you could you couldn't tell they were donated but <laughs> but that's the other kind of tag that i'm going to go with is you know we couldn't afford prosthetic legs so as he grew he just kept wearing the same leg
2: (laughs) more and more lopsided
1: i gotta see a picture of this white leg eventually so um uh, i wish you would have gone last because that was literally i did spit my coffee all over my laptop uh so working on my joke uh as the week's going on i'm trying to get some feedback so you guys were nice to give me some feedback yesterday um my wife and i are having trust issues she trusts gps and i don't uh she literally wants me to use gps just to go to the corner market for fear that there could be construction because the one time that she needed me to run to the supermarket for that urgent last second item for dinner there was construction and i was late and then she could say well i told you so uh But what kills me is I know the corner market is that way. And then when GPS tells me to go that way, I second guess it, even though there's construction. So it's like a moot point and, you know, the trust is just going downhill. So I need to punch it up a little bit. But, you know, Jerry, you gave me the feedback on the wife trust issue. So thank you for a strong opening. And I'm going to hopefully finish it up with um, a white prosthetic leg joke just
2: because it was so good. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, uh, so my, my bit, uh, let's see. Um, I was so desperate to get into leadership in it that I took a project manager job. Cause Hey, manager's in the title, right? Uh, and all I knew was I was finally going to get to tell people what to do (laughs) only to find out that's not how this works. I got totally bait and switched by this thing because they're like, I'm like, hey, I'm in charge of the project, so uh, I need you to do this and this and this. And they said, no, 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 you only manage the project. You <laughs> only lead the project. And I'm like, well, but but the project isn't even a a person. I, I want to be a I want to be a leader. And they're like, yeah, you could lead the project. I'm like, I, I can't give I can't give the project training. Uh, what am I going to do a a review of the project this does not feel (laughs) like leadership at all and they're like well sorry you got the job you're locked in for two years you can't change careers sorry so that was how I got into project management
1: you did get bait and switched you would (laughs) think that the title involves the job description
2: (laughs) all right well uh great work everybody uh and uh thank you very much let's get into the topic for the week So this is know what you're getting into. And as the saying goes, forewarned is forearmed. So we're going to try and forewarn you on some of the things you need to consider. So, um, the, the role of manager of leader is not like what you've done in your, as an individual contributor, and it is very different. And for me, one of the biggest differences is how much of your, time is spent working with your, your, now your employees or your uh, direct reports, make sure you recognize that you are going to be expected to work with them, to know them, to understand them, to know what motivates them, to get the best out of them and to want the best for them. And if you don't have that as a, uh, something that you have in you, then consider maybe leadership is either not for you or you want to work on developing that, um, that desire, that empathy for your employees. And as an example of a, a, something that happened to me, I had a, uh, an employee who's a great employee. And one day he, he said he was uh, having struggles with his um, uh, relationship with his wife. And he really wanted to talk about it. And so, you know, closed the door. We had a, um, a, uh, a 15, 20 minute conversation that had nothing to do with work. That was only about what he was going through. And you can look at that and go, well, why, you know, that's a personal thing. Why does that matter? But as a manager, it mattered for a couple of reasons. One, I cared about him and I wanted to make sure that if he needed anything that I could help. And then as a manager thinking, not, I didn't say it, but it is something to consider. And that is, if he's going to be struggling at work, if he's going to maybe be a little bit heightened, um, or significantly heightened emotionally, you need to take that into account. He gave me that information. And now as a manager, I need to take that into account as I'm assigning tasks, as I'm with him in meetings, as, uh, as he is, as maybe reports are coming back that this is going on or that's going on taking those things into account. I don't mean that then he didn't have to do work because, well, he's got these personal things going on, but taking those things into account and really helping him as a person and a professional um, was my role. If you're not ready for that kind of role, you need to work on getting ready for it or you need to think about what you really wanna be as a manager.
0: What I wanna cover, on this line is, it, and I mentioned selfless service and all jokes aside, it is a very selfless career path to take. At least it should be. All right. And I want to start on a, a positive note because I think I need to really highlight and accentuate the the benefits and the fulfillment you get out of, of moving into a managerial role and growing as a person, right? You're naturally going to become a better communicator whether you want to or not, whether you realize you need to. And at the minimum, immediately you will, if you don't think you need to be a better communicator, you don't think that there's room for improvement, the world will show you that you're wrong. And it'll <laughs> you'll you'll become aware of, oh shit, I need to communicate better, which is not a bad thing, guys. And what's really cool is that starts to bleed over into other parts of your life. You're a better partner to your wife or husband significant other you become a better father mother better friend cousin brother all of that because your communication skills are just going to naturally get better that's just how it works you also you're also going to become aware of of your influence on people your your presence whether it's physical if you're working remote like i am like most are today your presence online your presence in meetings you're going to become aware of how your presence either negatively or positively affects the situation or it doesn't at all, right? It has no effect. But guys, management is not all rainbows and butterflies. It's not pretty all the time. It's tough. And a lot of times the way I look at it is your value is measured based on the performance of your team. And that's the reality. Is it always your fault if a team is underperforming where a team member makes a mistake, they don't reach a deadline, priorities are are wrong. No, it's not. But ultimately, you need to take the mindset on that you are overall responsible, the good and the bad, right? That's what comes with the job. Yeah, it is not easy, guys.
1: When you start thinking about uh, what you're getting into is, so I've been a manager of technical folks and we've all talked about like as a technical engineer, network engineer, security engineer, your value was you're always the smartest person in the room. And when you uh, get to that manager level, you in theory are that smartest guy in the room a week ago, but now you're the manager and you have to bite your lip a lot of times to not jump in and answer the question. You have to to all the points that tim was saying you have to give your team a chance Uh, you have to uh, let them shine and you take the spotlight off yourself so that was one thing in the technical role uh you know you're smart you know the answer and to bite your lip is something that is is a tough one uh in the early days of the role uh I'm, i'm mentoring right now a gentleman that worked with me worked for me 10 years ago he's 16 years in the industry, and he's now working his way into what would hopefully be his first line manager role, managing engineers. Uh, So I was telling him that the other thing I said, well, kind of the downside of being a manager, you have to manage time sheets and expense reports, and you have to deal with all the human issues, like what Jerry was saying. And I was painting that as a bad thing. He's like, why are you making it sound bad? That sounds great. So it just points out that, you know, the the skills that you want, the skills that you have, the things that kind of float your boat, fill your cup of tea might not be uh, the same for everyone. So uh, it was a nice, shocking interaction to hear that the thing that I thought was kind of a downside of manager of doing some of the admin tasks was kind of a pro on his side, which then got him even more excited for the job.
2: Ah, awesome. Very good. All right. Very good. Well, uh, thanks, guys. I think that's great. What I would close with is just saying what we've talked about here are some of those things you really want to be thinking about as you're trying to make the decision to move into management. And while some of it is real world, some of it is things that we've learned, it's all things to consider as you're starting to make this um, starting to make this decision you are going to go into a, you need to be selfless and you need to be empathetic to your employees. You need to recognize that it's gone from I to we, everything you say is we mistakes are yours. Achievements are theirs. All this stuff has to be in your brain and recognize that that's what you're getting into And, and that you're going to be doing some management tasks that are timesheets, et cetera. It is what it is. If, that's if you're still excited, you still have a drive to get into it, then great. I I think you're, you, you continue down the path. But if those aren't things that are something that you would feel comfortable with, feel excited about, then maybe not your, uh, maybe not your cup of tea, or maybe really think about how you develop into those things. Um, So thank you uh, everyone for joining today. I want to say thank you so much to my fellow misfits, Matt Campisi and Tim Stevens. I'm Jerry Black, Have a great day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the funny. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.